And just like that, we are back with another episode of Velvet Owl Watches Movies So You Don't Have To. And I am so super fucking psyched today. Because I am getting to watch the latest Thor movie. How fucking awesome is that? Dude, I've been psyched so much. Uh, Wait, this isn't Thor Love and Thunder. Thor End of Days. Oh, I got duped. I'm just kidding. I knew it wasn't the actual <laughs> Chris Hemsworth Marvel Cinematic Universe Thor movie. This is just one of those cheapies that they make. Because the thing with Thor is, since it's based in Norse legend, as long as you don't give Thor and Loki those helmets, you're golden. You can make as many Thor films and stories and comics and whatever you want. Because I'm pretty sure the only two things that the that Marvel Comics added to the Thor story is the helmets. And even that, I'm not 100% sure. Thor might have had his own kind of helmet. Um, and Thor having blonde hair. Thor's a redhead in the original Norse mythology. And, I mean, I guess you'd have to change the look of the hammer... I'm not even going to fucking try to pronounce the hammer. I've never been able to pronounce it. So we'll just call it the hammer. So I think that's about it as far as... You know, I mentioned in a previous one of thinking there was like a bird caught and it might have just been my cat. And he fucking did it again. I don't... He's got this weird, like, purr thing he does every once in a while that sounds like a bird. It is so bizarre. That is probably would be more fascinating than uh, Thor End of Days. But getting back to, like, yeah, I think every time a Thor movie comes out, someone makes, like, a cheapy version because they can. There is nothing stopping. You know, if, like, the new Doctor Strange movie comes out, no one can make their own Doctor Strange. I mean, they could make, like, a Doctor Bizarre, maybe. You know, just change it just enough to skirt copyright laws. Thor, you can go all fucking out with it. Because everything about it is public domain. And um, I'm hoping that this film actually has a cast. Because <laughs> there was one that came out when the first Marvel Thor, Thor movie came out. And I forget what it was called. But it literally had three actors in it. Um, I forget who the fuck was playing Thor. I don't think he was anyone, like, noteworthy. R Richard Grieco of 21 Jump Street fame was Loki. And Kevin Nash, professional wrestler Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Big Daddy Cool Diesel, he was Odin. And he dies in, like, the first ten minutes. So the majority of that movie was just... What the hell, cat? You're very, like, distracting with your weird bird purr. I love you anyhow, anyhow, cat. But yeah, this, this Thor movie, like, it, literally, the entire movie is just Thor walking after Loki. And they must have had no budget for any sort of extras, because there really is, like, no one else in the cast. Not even, like, people in the background. It is just crazy and bizarre. And, you know, I suggest you check it out if you can. 
But however, this is Thor End of Days. So we start off with Thor and Loki. And Thor kind of looks like Owen Wilson in a wig. Weird. That actually could be an interesting movie. Someone someone cast Owen Wilson as Thor. I know he's I mean he's in he's in the Loki series. You can do it! Give Olsen Wilson a wig and have him pretend to be Thor in the in the second season of Loki. MCU, I am giving you some great ideas here. So Thor and Loki are on the Rainbow Bridge and they're running from something big. Who knows what? But they're in danger. And then we get the title credit. See, ah, we get the title, God of Thunder. Fucking lie to me! I thought this movie was called Thor: End of Days. Although it's a cheapy movie, so you know they always give like different titles to cheapy movies just to kind of they can they try to reel you in. They're like, yeah, God of Thunder wasn't a great title. But we don't feel like paying to insert a new title. So we're just going to pretend that it's Thor, End of Days. Now there's this girl running through a tunnel. Not a subway tunnel. Like one of the ones where you drive your car under. I don't know if there's an actual term for it other than just tunnel. But she's running through it. And she's being chased by some like hooded guy with a Mortal Kombat-like mask. And like Mortal Kombat-type things on his hands. On the palms of his hands. And already this uh, film has a bigger cast than the Richard Greco Thor film. And he's chasing after her. She realizes she's not going to be able to outrun him. So she pulls out her gun, which is unloaded. Safe practice, right? Don't you just put your safety on? I don't know. Because obviously this isn't very helpful because now she's got to load her gun and she's having trouble and keeps dropping her bullets. And it takes her like 10 minutes to finally load the gun. So she, I don't know, maybe she either didn't get trained well enough or she's just so scared that it becomes harder. I don't know. I've never been in this situation. I would like to think that if I were in the situation, I'd be able to load the gun quickly. But honestly... I could probably be completely calm and have like 30 minutes and still not manage to load a gun because I have no fucking idea what I'd be doing. But she finally gets it loaded and shoots, but it doesn't affect him. And so he grabs her and starts some incantation and steals her soul. But then he's interrupted. So I'm not sure if he fully got her soul because he gets interrupted by a security guard. And then he steal the hooded figure steals the security guard's soul. So I don't know if you only got the security guard soul or if you got both souls, but he's gotten at least one soul. So police get called to the scene for what is called the civil disobedience. Which I'm not up on my police terminology. But that's just kind of like a weird one. Because it makes me think like, oh, is it like a protest that's gotten out of hand or something? What is a civil disobedience? But the officers arrive on the scene, which is a shipyard, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. I don't think I mentioned it. That the shipyard. And the woman and the security guard both stand up, but now their eyes are completely black. So I don't think it's them anymore. They've been infected with the Mortal Kombat-itis or something. 
But luckily their eyes get back to normal just before they see the cops. Because that'd be kind of hard to explain. Like, oh yes, that's perfectly normal that my eye is completely black. And I have no pupils or iris or any parts of the eye. But, you know, they still act weird. They're just kind of, they do speak like that monotone, like, Officer, everything is fine. And the officers have really no reason, or, yeah, they they have no uh, reason to not believe them. I mean, other than them, like, acting weird, but what can they really do? They said everything's fine, there's no signs of struggle anymore, so they have to leave the scene, I guess, because what more can they do? Now, Mortal Kombat guy is in some sort of weird sacred room type thing with all sorts of, like, old sacred ruins. And he's got all these floating orbs, and they start emitting... They start glowing, and light's coming out of them. Then, Then we cut to a rich people's house, and there's this really hot young couple... And they're laughing and running and stripping down to their underwear to jump into the pool. Because that's what rich people do. They love to jump into pools with their un- with just their underwear on. Um, completely naked if this film was like rated R or something. But it's not, so we only get them down to their underwear. But then so they start seeing in the sky and all these lightning bolts start coming down all around them. And they run into the house like, oh no. We need to be saved because there's lightning bolts. We might get killed. And the sky opens up and there's just this big light that comes down to the ground. And something or someone has landed on the ground. And Mortal Kombat guy can sense this. He knows someone is there. So he calls out to all his minions, all the people whose souls he must have stolen. Because they all have that the same black eyes. And he tells them. To go find him. Who could him be? I bet it's Thor. So the minions. And there's a lot of them. Like at least 20 minions. All across the city. They're off to find him. Him being Thor of course. Because. Who else would it be? You know. I mean it's definitely not going to be Frog Thor. How awesome would that Could a movie get away with that? Turning Thor into a frog. Would that be, like, purely, like, because that's a Marvel creation? You probably would get sued for that. Hmm. So the minions are off on their quest. Meanwhile, the hot young couple, now that they've gotten over, like, all the loud lightning and all that, decide, hey, let's go investigate what that was. That big giant beam that came crashing down to the ground. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's not call the police or anything. Let's just go straight to investigating. And investigate they do. And they find a giant crater. And in it, it's Thor. He's laying down, knocked out, unconscious. Oh no. And he has no shirt. Which is bugging me. Why does he not have a shirt? Because at first they come upon him and you kind of see the top half of him. He has no shirt. So I was thinking, oh, you know, it's like Terminator. Like 
they get sent back to the past, and for whatever reason, they can't get sent with clothes. So they end up naked. But no, he's got pants on. So, somehow, coming, like, through the rainbow bitch, through, through the gate, Heimdall has sent him down, and his shirt disappeared, it got disintegrated, but the pants, the pants were high quality, very well stitched, so they have stood up. This is really bugging me. Why does he not have a shirt? What happened to his shirt? So the hot young couple picks up Thor and brings him back to their house. And only now does it occur to them that they should call the police. But unfortunately, the phone line's just dead. They can't get a hold of the police. And security guard, who's become a minion, he knows Thor is there and walks into the house, which I don't know if the door was open or if he got in through like the window that had been busted open earlier. But he's there, and the hot young couple tries to fight him off, but he slits the girl's throat, and then he curb stomps and smashes the guy's face in, like, just, just, like, literally smashes it in. Not like, you know, bloodies up his face like normally would happen if you just kept, like, stomping on a guy. Like, fucking Ricky O, like, smash face. And I'm just like, holy shit. I thought this couple was going to be important to this film. Apparently not. They're dead. They're gone. Who the fuck is going to help Thor now? Then the security guard minion goes upstairs, and he's got a big fucking butcher knife, and he's going to stab Thor. But Thor wakes up, and they struggle, and they fight. And I would have thought it'd be an easier battle for Thor, because, you know, he's a fucking god, and this guy's just a security guard. But I don't know. Maybe he's got minion powers, and that makes him stronger. But they keep fighting, And eventually, Thor impales the guy on the butcher knife. Uh, Not a butcher knife. I don't know, is this still considered a butcher's knife? I guess it's a butcher's knife. It's a really big fucking knife. I was going to call it a steak knife, but... No, I think it it might qualify as a butcher's knife. It's not a cleaver. It's just a big fucking knife. And so security minion is impaled on that. And Mortal Kombat guy is not happy as one of the orbs dies. So I guess the orbs probably correspond to the minions. And one of the minions is dead. One last attempt to... One less fighter to take down Thor. Now, Thor has enough sense to know that he needs to put on some clothes. So he goes raiding through the drawers, and luckily he seems to be the same. Apparently he's the same size as the hot young guy. So he just puts on the clothes, and he goes out into the world. But he's just confused, because all the bright lights and loud sounds, it's too much for him to handle, and he can't remember who he is. He sees his face in the reflection of a mirror, or of a window. And he starts, he kind of remembers someone telling him that, He's got to save them. Some sort of king. I'm guessing Odin. But he can't quite piece everything together. And he's just acting odd and moving weird. So the, some policemen say, Okay, this guy's kind of weird. Um, he's acting erratic. Let's go check on him. And they try to reason with him. But they see 
blood stain on the shirt. So their first instinct is to pull their guns. Which, I don't know, I mean, I guess. Because you don't know how he got the blood stain. Thing is, like, he's not, like, fully covered in blood. It's, like, a small stain on his shirt. Like, near the bottom of his shirt. In his stomach area. So, you don't know. Maybe he got stabbed. Like, obviously, it can't be, like, just a big blood splatter from him killing someone. Like, it... You could tell it's more the blood was from him. <laughs> like, he's bleeding. And their first instinct is to pull their guns out. But, I mean, he is acting erratic, and they try to talk to him, and he doesn't know what's going on. I don't know. He didn't seem like he really was a danger to anyone. Um, so, maybe this is why there's the problem. Like, guns... The cops are too quick to pull out their guns just because someone doesn't remember he's a god. And so, but Thor manages to knock one of the guys down. And apparently that isn't cause for them to shoot him. Like, the other cop just kind of stares at him. And Thor runs off and he goes chasing after him. Um, not yelling freeze. Not He fucking attacked one of the cops. You at least pulled the taser out at that point, right? I guess maybe because Thor's white. I mean, I hate, I hate to kind of go there, but yeah, if this was Heimdall, movie version Heimdall, um, yeah, he'd be shot right through the eyes. <laughs> but so he's chase the cops chasing him and calls for backup, and this other police officer comes in his car and he fucking runs over Thor, like just hits him with his car, and I don't know if it was intentional or an accident. He, the cop car just came out of nowhere and knocked over Thor. So now the police have Thor in custody and put him into the police car. And they check his ID. Because, no, seriously, he's got ID on him. Which I think is the hot young guy's ID. Which I didn't think they looked that much similar. I guess close enough for the cops. But my question is, why does he have ID? Like, clearly I would think that Hot Young Guy would have put his ID in his pants that he was wearing. And I don't think Thor took those pants. Because again, he had pants to begin with when he fell to Earth. He had pants. So did he take the dead guy's ID? Or did he get a new pair of pants that happened to have the ID? From the drawer, because he took the clothes out of the drawer. <laughs> How the fuck does Thor have ID? Maybe he just had ID. It's his fake ID from Asgard, maybe. It just happened to be in his pants. What the fuck? <laughs> Why does Thor have ID on him? Even though it's not... I. How? Why? Loki. I think it was all Loki. Anytime anything weird happens, it's always Loki. So the minions are continuing to look for Thor. And Thor's in the back of the police car. He's trying to plead with the police officers that they have to let him go. Because he's not sure why, but he's there to save them. 
And, of course, they just laugh him off because, like, yeah, right. Um, so is the third cop still, like, unconscious, I guess? Because you got the driving cop and the cop that was running after him. So, so yeah, I guess he's probably unconscious somewhere. And, you know, they don't believe Thor because, come on, seriously, that's a ridiculous story. But then while they're at a traffic light, I think, the car stopped for some reason. One of the minions is there, and he knows his duty is to kill Thor. So he smashes the window of the police car, grabs the police guy's gun, does this really quick, and shoots the cops. And then he goes, breaks the back window, because he's going to start shooting at Thor. But the cop that's in the driver's seat, he's still got enough wherewithal to drive away. Like, he knows, like, I gotta drive away from here. Now, Thor is struggling the whole while, because the cop's just kind of erratically driving, because he's pretty much dying. So, he's just kind of all over the road, and Thor knows, okay, this isn't going to end well. So, he uses his strength to break the zip ties that they have. Um, is that At what point did that happen? Like, cops stopped using handcuffs and started using zip ties. Was there an issue of handcuffs? Like, was it just too sexy? Too many magicians were making their way out of the handcuffs? I don't know. I do not know why police switched from handcuffs to zip ties, but they did. And it's good, because Thor has enough power to break zip ties. Does he have enough power to break handcuffs? I don't know. But he breaks the zip ties, and he breaks the window. Wait, why did he break the window? Wasn't the window already broken from the minion? So anyhow, he manages to jump out of the car just before the car goes flying off of a bridge. So Thor is safe, and he runs off. But there was a guy, just a random Asian guy. I don't know why I'm bringing up the fact that he's Asian. Just to help you visualize. And he sees the whole thing. He sees that the cop car has fallen and the cop is dead and this crazy blonde guy is running away from the scene. So he calls the police and gives the info on where he saw Thor run off to. Unfortunately, there were some minions there in the background. They overheard this information. They now know where to look for look for Thor for at. Um, yeah, they know where to go. Thor then jumps a fence and breaks into some sort of office building or something. Doesn't even really break in. He kind of just opens the door. And I've always wondered, is it breaking and entering if the door's open? It's more just entering. And so what kind of office is this that they didn't lock the door? They, I mean, I guess they figured the fence would be enough. Because the kind that has barbed wire on the top, which didn't stop Thor, I guess. And he goes into the bathroom and cleans up his blood. And I don't know if he's gotten, like, new injuries from jumping the barbed wire fence. Or if this is still, like, his old injuries from... You know what? Where did he get the entry? I, I mean, he had that fight, and I guess I wasn't paying that close of attention. So I don't know if that one minion 
managed to stab him or something. But he tries to clean up the blood as best as he can. Then he looks in the mirror, and he gets a quick flash of memory of some sort of battle back in Asgard. Because apparently every time he sees his face, he has these memories. He can't remember exactly what it is, or who he is, or what's going on. And then he passes out, and it's morning, and this hot blonde comes, and I guess she works there, because she unlocks the fence. Again, I have no fucking clue what kind of office building this is. I don't know what she does for a job, and she her dad calls her on the cell phone, and she's talking to her dad, and that's enough to awaken Thor, and he knows, okay, I gotta get out of here, quick. And she comes in. And she's looking around her office, which is a, just a complete fucking mess. Um, yeah, I'd like to know what she does. Like, apparently, you know, no one else is there, I think. Just her. But she doesn't have to lock the door, just lock the fence. And everything's just a fucking mess. But then she sees a trail of blood. And she follows the blood to the bathroom. And she doesn't know what's going on. Because everything's empty. But then... Jump scare! It's one of the minions. And the minion looks at the blood and feels the blood and consents. It stores blood. So it, it telepathically alerts all the other minions to come to this location because Thor is nearby. And I just gotta say, like, one of the minions is like this fucking, like, huge, jacked up, I think, Samoan with blonde hair. I'm guessing Samoan just because he looks like the wrestler Rikishi. Back when he went like full blonde with that hair. And I always preferred him as Fatu. I think he just seemed like more of a badass as Fatu. When he became Rikishi, it was just kind of weird. So like this one minion kind of looks like Rikishi. So I will refer to him as Rikishi minion if he ever ends up actually doing something. Um, which I hope he does. He's fucking Jack. And I don't know. I'm calling him a Samoan. That could be kind of racist because he might not be Samoan. Um, really, I haven't gotten that good of a look at him, so I don't know if he's a Samoan. I'm just going to say he's Rikishi because he looks kind of looks like Rikishi. So I'm really hoping for a fight between Thor and Rikishi Minion. So the minion's walking around with his gun, searching for Thor. Meanwhile, the hot blonde, she sneaks off, and she calls the police and lets them know that someone's broken into her store. Apparently it's a store. It can't be a store. Come on. There's just junk everywhere. What's a fucking junk shop? Even as far as a junk shop, junk shops are usually better organized than this. I don't know what kind of store it is. But the minion's going around with his gun. And Thor jumps him. And they fight. And they battle. And I just want to mention, uh, this guy playing Thor kind of reminds me of Kevin Sorbo playing Hercules. And that really doesn't look like what you imagine a jacked up god would look like. Which, I mean, just... After all, he fit into that other guy's clothes. And that other guy wasn't jacked up. So, you know, Thor isn't very jacked up. But he fights and he beats the minion. Hot Blonde tries to get away in her SUV, but 
Thor jumps into the back seat and tells her to drive him north because, you know, I mean, he's a Viking god. He's got to go north. Everything's always north with these fucking people. And she tries to tell him, like, just take the keys, take the car. He's like, I do not know how to operate this vessel. See, because he's a fucking Norse god. So he's speaking like a Norse god. He doesn't know it's a car, it's a vessel. And it's not driving, it's operating. Yeah, Thor. Now as they're driving, they pass by some minions. Of course, Hot Blonde doesn't know they're minions. So she stops the car and jumps out, saying she needs help. And now that I get a good close at Rikishi Minion, yeah, I'm a total fucking racist. Because this guy is not Samoan at all. He's just a fucking, like, tanned white dude. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think just the body shape and blonde hair just threw me off and made me think, oh, it's Rikishi. He's kind of dark. So, yeah. Um, wow. I am a fucking racist for thinking a white guy was Samoan. Possibly the only time that's ever happened of mistaking a white guy for being Samoan. Maybe. I I don't know. I feel really horrible about that now. But anyways, these minions, they're like, it's Thor. And so they attack him with pipes and chains, and he's fighting them off. Meanwhile, Hot Blonde Blonde is running off, and a female minion comes by, and she pistol whips Hot Blonde for getting in the way. And the fight keeps going on, and the police arrive. The police recognize Thor as that guy that was giving them trouble the other day, or yesterday. Or maybe he just matched the description, and they're like, oh, it's probably that guy. And they yell at him to stop, and... The distraction is enough for the female minion to shoot Thor like 15 times. And the so the police shoot her because she won't stop shooting. And now they're rushed to the hospital where they're trying to save them. And because, you know, hospitals don't care if you're good or bad. They're going to save your life. And so they're taking out bullets. And apparently Thor has type O blood, type O negative blood on top of that, which is interesting. Because the more I think about it, is it like he just, that he gets put into, like, a mortal body? Because that's kind of like, you know, when he gets put into Donald Blake, he's kind of in a mortal body, but ultimately he's a god, so shouldn't Thor not be bleeding? Should he not have blood? Well, he apparently took this, maybe he took the guy's body and that's why he had the ID in his pants. I don't know, but I'm going to guess really just uh, the writer wanted to throw in a typo negative reference. But he starts flatlining, and so they get out the defib, and they shock him, and shock him, and shock him, and every time he gets a shock, because, you know, there's some electric stuff, so, you know, we get little lightning bolts every time the defib cut hits his chest and he's getting these memories and he sees his father Odin who we know is Odin because he's wearing an eye patch so he only has one eye and you know he doesn't have a glass eye like fucking cool glass eye or weird like little block thing (laughs) he's got an eye patch actually eye patches are cooler and Odin is telling him he must save them. 
but to no avail. Thor has flatlined, and the doctors call it. Meanwhile, Hot Blonde is at the bedside of the Lady Minion, who's still, like, in critical condition or something. Wait, if if she's still in critical condition, would she be in a hospital room? So, yeah, she's alive, just not awake. And Hot Blonde is just feeling really sad, or at least looks sad. And she must be, like, the most empathetic person ever. Like, seriously, you don't know this woman. She fucking pistol whipped you and shot a guy. Or maybe she just views it as, like, well... You know, this strange blonde guy kidnapped me or tried to kidnap me. She shot him. She saved my life. Pistol whipping was an accident. So maybe th- maybe that's where her head is at. Lady, the pistol whipping wasn't an accident. She fucking pistol whipped you for real. Meanwhile, Mortal Kombat guy has arrived at the hospital, probably to make sure for himself that Thor is dead. Or maybe he doesn't know Thor is that he just senses that Thor is in this hospital. And so there's lightning and the lights flicker on and off. And Thor awakens and he grabs some scrubs and puts them on. So if nothing else, Thor is at least realizing he can't run around naked. He needs clothes. So this Thor knows human ways. Or maybe, you know, it's just natural for Asgardians as well to put on clothes. Like, oh, I don't want to be naked. Because Thor has a small penis and he does not want the Midgardians to know. And Mortal Kombat guys going everywhere, just taking people's souls, turning them into minions. And he's about to get Hot Blonde Lady. And she yells for someone to help him, help her. And that's when Thor arrives and tells Mortal Kombat guy, let her go. Thor asks Mortal Kombat guy, who are you? And Mortal Kombat guy is like, you don't remember. And Thor has a flashback to more of violence on the battlefield. And then Thor, I don't know if he fully remembers, but he remembers the name of Mortal Kombat guy. Loki. Which I guess I'm so used to Loki has become a good guy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It never crossed my mind that Loki was a bad guy here trying to kill Thor. Also, this Loki is like just super serious. Kind of like the Richard Grieco Loki in that other film. Which, what the fuck? Loki is at least like fun-loving. He's a trickster. He's gonna have fun. He's Why is he all so super serious and starts shooting lightning bolts at Thor? Because I guess this Loki has the power of shooting lightning. Not even lightning bolts, like just full on like lightning blast. Like it's this huge blast from his Mortal Kombat hands. So maybe laser blasts would be more accurate. No, because it's... It's kind of lightning-ish. And so they fight, and Hoplond, who's wheeling around the female minion, she is really, like, 
determined to save this lady. The lady that pistol whipped her. But everywhere Hoplon turns, it's just more minions. And finally she gets the knocked out unconscious female minion into her SUV and she's driving off. But oh no, Thor lands on her SUV because he's just been shot by a lightning bolt laser blast. And she realizes, well, he did save my life from Mortal Kombat guy. So she lets him into the SUV and they drive off. And Hoplon's all frantic and asking, who are you? And he's like, I don't know. I can't remember. And he's like, who is she? And it's her sister. So at least now it makes sense why she's so like, okay, my sister pistol whipped me, but I still have to save her because she's my sister. So that's why she forgave the pistol whipping. It happens. Sisters pistol whip each other all the time. Brothers do, and brothers and sisters. And I, family members pistol whip each other a lot. It's just the American way. So but at least now it makes sense why she's working so hard to save this lady. It's her sister. I didn't see the family resemblance because Hoplon is blonde. Sister Minion is a redhead. And she's like, why would she try to... Hoplon's like, why would she try to kill you? And Thor, who still doesn't know he's Thor, says, wasn't her. It was Loki. Which, you know, he still knows who Loki is. There was a point I was going to here. Now I forget. What the fuck? Yeah, he knows Loki. He knows Loki, but he doesn't remember who he is. And he knows that Loki's controlling people to kill him, but he doesn't remember who he is. And she doesn't know what's going... Hoplon doesn't know what's going on, because what the fuck's a Loki? I don't watch Marvel movies. I don't know Greek legend. Although, to be fair, if just someone randomly said to you, like, Loki is forcing people to kill... Your first thought probably wouldn't be like, Loki, like the Thor's brother? Actually, it would be for me. Like, it'd be like, wow, that's... Because how many fucking people are there called Loki? But Loki sends more minions to attack. But they're not very good minions, because they kind of just stand there and let Hoplon drive off with Thor. And they make no attempt to even chase after her. Kind of, kind of fucking minions. Come on, Loki, you gotta find better minions to do your work. So Hot Blonde tells Thor that we should go to the police, but Thor's like, we can't trust them because we don't know who's been under Loki's control. Which is very smart because like 10 seconds later, we see Loki go into a police station and turn them all into minions. But Thor says, we have to keep heading north. And in the morning, she stops to get some clothes and some food for them. And Thor knows, you know, that it's important to wear clothes, but apparently doesn't know that you also shouldn't, like, completely change into clothes, like, in broad daylight outside. He just kind of strips down and puts on the new clothes. Meanwhile, Hot Blonde's father calls him, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time we hear her name, because I would have picked up on it before, but I'm an idiot, so maybe not. Her name... Freya. This is fucking destiny. Destiny that 
he crossed paths with her. Because she... Freya is a Norse goddess. I don't think she hooks up with Thor in the Norse mythology. Because I'm not well versed in Norse mythology, though. I do know she barely registers in, like, the comics. She... I don't think... I don't even know if she's made it into any of the movies. Has she made... Has Freya made it into any of the movies? I might look that up. But... Although, there was this show, The Almighty Johnsons. And Freya... I remember Freya being a very big part of that. But Thor wasn't. Thor was a very small supporting character who had a claw hammer. It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> he had, like, this little hammer and that was his thing that was a good show i wish i would make more episodes of that i think it was called the almighty johnsons but anyhow her name is freya so yeah it was destiny now the shop owner where freya got all the stuff he's watching a news report and stories about you know all the violence that's going on the big breakout at the hospital and they show pictures of Thor and Freya and the SUV that they're driving. Did they? I don't know. I kind of have paid attention. I just know the news story was about them and something uh, the shop owner recognized. So he calls the police. So the police come and they start chasing down the SUV because they see it like, oh no, let's go get it. But they when it pulls over, it's not Thor and Freya. It's this bearded guy that they traded for his rusty old van. Which was smart. Because they knew, like, oh, shit. Police are going to be looking for this SUV. Let's find some sucker to take the, this SUV and give us his van. Not that smart of a plan, though, because it breaks down a little bit down on the highway. Because it's overheated. They lift up the hood and they're looking at the engine and like just fucking taking up like half the screen is the Ford Ecoline logo, which is probably not the kind of product placement Ford wanted. Ford Ecoline, it will break down on you when you need it the most. And they get to talking and Thor tells Freya, like, I just know I have to get north. I don't know what it is. There's something, but I don't know what I'm looking for. And she's like, maybe it's some kind of weapon. It's the hammer. The hammer is pulling him north. But they're right now on the side of the road and the car's overheated. So she's putting some water into the radiator and a police comes by. And I think he might be a minion, but I don't know because he's got sunglasses on. So Thor stands by hidden by the side of the van with a tire iron ready to strike this cop down if need be. But it turns out the cop is actually a good guy and he just is doing his job to make sure she's okay. But of course, you can't just stay on the side of the highway so if the car won't start, he's going to have to call a tow truck. Like, oh no, will she be able to get it started so... He he doesn't have to call the tow truck and they can be on their way and big fucking close up on the engine that says Ford Ecoline and the engine starts 
So that makes up for the bad product placement, I guess, because Ford Ecoline, it will start when you need it. Seriously, like, just the way this is just so, like, in your face, like, such obvious product placement, and Ford, you couldn't do better? You know what? I guarantee you that the makers of this film went to Ford, were like, if you uh, pay for product placement in the new Thor movie, and... Some guy at Ford in the advertising department or whatever, he just heard, new Thor movie. Well, fuck yeah, we'll be in this film. Take as many Fords as you want. Here's some money. And then too late, after the contract was signed, like, oh, by the way, it's not the Chris Hemsworth Thor movie. It's not Marvel Comics Thor movie. It's just this fucking low-budget Thor movie we're making to take advantage. And... The four to eight agency guys like, oh darn it! That that is a good plan. I'm gonna make my own Thor movie, and I'm just gonna go around and try to get sponsorships from people, and just be like, "Do you want to be in the new Thor movie? Uh, we will product placement in the new Thor movie." And people are like, "Well, fuck yeah!" And they and just get them to sign the contract, and by the time they sign the contract, then they find out, and they're like, oh, damn it, you've been fooled. Now, Thor and Freya hole up in the motel room, and Freya's really worried about her sister. And I bet we're going to find out that the sister's name is like Frigg or Sif or one of the other goddesses. It's just going to be that type of movie, isn't it? I think so. So Freya's really worried about her sister, but she decides she has to go with Thor to stop Loki, because stopping Loki is the only way to save her sister. So she calls the police and tells them that there's a woman passed out in a motel room. You know, that way they could get her to a hospital and she'll be safe. And they hop in the van and start going north again. But Loki, he contacts his police minions and tells them to go after Thor and get him. Uh, he doesn't actually say get him, but that would be awesome. Loki should just be like, get him. And so two police cars find the van and start chasing after them. So the van, they turn the van off of the road and you know, I guess Freya did have to come with Thor because Thor doesn't know how to drive. And he doesn't have like flying steeds with him. So really, it's a good thing he Freya decided to help Thor, because he'd really have no other way to get up north. But so they, you know, drive off to the side, and Thor jumps out and lures the police away from Freya, and he beats up the police and uses one as a human shield against the other, and was there just two police? Because there was two cars. Yeah, there was two cars, and each of them only had one copper in them. I don't know why I always get weirded out when a police car only has one copper in it. Like, you know, you should have partner. I thought all policemen have partners. That just feels like natural order of things. But Thor beats them up. One guy's dead, but Thor didn't technically kill him. He just used him as a body shield. And so they get back in the van, and they're off again. As they continue driving further up north... 
Thor starts getting more memories. This time a memory of Loki killing Odin and stealing the scepter of something. Superpower scepter that amplifies powers. Not sure how Thor has this memory. As far as I can tell, Thor is not in the room when Loki kills Odin. Um, maybe just because we see it completely from his eyes. So point of view shot, like we wouldn't see his body. But I don't know. I don't think he's there. He has this memory. I don't know. Maybe Odin sent the memory to him. But Freya's dad is driving. And he gets stopped by one of the minion cops who looks at his license. And he telepathically, tra uh, sorry, telepathically sends that information over to Loki. And so they bring... Loki knows that this is Freya's dad, and so he probably has information on how to find Freya and how to find Thor. So the police minions take Freya's dad into custody, and Loki asks him, where's Freya? Where's his daughter? I don't, does he know that the guy's daughter name is Freya? And does that make him, like, turn wheels in his head like, Freya? She must be a goddess. But we don't see if the dad answers. But I'm guessing he answers. Which I don't know how he would even know. I don't remember if she ever told him at any point. Like, oh dad, we're going north. <laughs> we're going on this particular road. Like, I don't think they even decided which road they were going on. Like, they got sidetracked. So, I don't know at what point she would have told her father where he could find her. But I guess she must have, because maybe that's where he was driving. So, but even though we don't find out if the father answers, he must have. Because then the police put out an APB for that particular street, that particular road they're on. And all the police get together and they chase after Thor and Freya and they run into a building, smoke bomb, and it's actually a pretty nice day out and there's some birds out and, you know, I gotta go do some weeding, which probably, you know, usually some people will watch a movie to put off something like weeding. Me, I think I'll go weeding to put off watching this movie. They managed to escape by going through a vent, and so they outsmart the police or something. I don't know. They sneak past some police. And then they find a auto shop, an auto body shop or something, auto repair shop, one of those things. It's a place that had a lot of cars in there. And they managed to find one that works. Which they probably all worked. It was a matter of finding one that they had the keys and could start up. And before you can say Grand Theft Auto, Freya and Thor are out on the highway again. And it's late at night. And Freya is falling asleep at the wheel. And Thor tells her that, you know, they got to stop at a motel or something and get some sleep. Because she's been awake forever. And, you know, Thor, his lazy ass, could just try to learn to drive a car. Not that hard. You're a fucking god. You can learn how to drive. So they're getting ready for bed. They've checked into the motel. And 
Well, Freya's getting ready for bed, and she hops in, and Thor's keeping watch, and she tells him, like, no one's out there. You should come rest, too. And I think she's trying to give the hint, let's get it on. Because, well, I mean, actually, she wouldn't know Thor's a god. So, yeah, I guess she wouldn't know that he doesn't need to sleep, because he is a freaking god. And, I don't know, did Thor ever sleep in the Marvel movies? Or in the comics? I feel like... Actually, have we ever seen any of the superheroes sleep? They never sleep. That's why they're superheroes. You know, like, Spider-Man, when does he sleep? Because he spends all night patrolling the city. Um, we know Batman doesn't sleep because he's a fucking psychopath. But she tells him, like, you know, she that he should come rest. And he is feeling kind of sleepy. So, I don't know, maybe he isn't the god Thor. Or maybe gods need sleep, too. I don't know. I don't know the full, like, biology behind godhood. So, you know, he snuggles up in bed and they snuggle together. And since this movie's not rated R, it doesn't get past snuggling. But Thor has a dream. His hammer has fallen somewhere in these woods. So he knows he has to get it. So he wakes her up and they go out into the woods to... Because the motel's in the woods for some reason. I don't know. Are there often motels just like in the middle of woods? Middle of the woods? I mean, I guess maybe that's the new, like, thing. It used to be, like, the old man in a shack in the woods who would help you on your quest. Now it's just been replaced by a motel with no employees. That doesn't very help you very much, except it gives you a bed to rest. But they go out into the woods, but one of the cop minions was watching them through binoculars. I don't know how long he's been watching them. And I don't know why he just didn't, like, go into the motel room and kill them. I mean, that's kind of been, like, the whole thing was them trying to stop Thor and trying to kill Thor. I guess they figured, ah, you know, let him get a good night's rest. Then we'll kill him in the morning. Now, Thor and Freya are looking through a cave and they find it. Thor's hammer. Mjolnir. Mjolnir? It feels like it should be like much easier pronounced than it is. But they find the hammer, and the handle of it looks like it, they just took off the leg of a wooden table. Which they probably did. <laughs> I don't think this movie had that high of a budget. Although it's it's got special effects going, and that's why they couldn't create like an actual handle for the hammer. They had to use the leg off of a table. And Thor grabs it and he lifts it to his into the air in the classic Thor pose, and his memories have fully returned to him. And he sees himself in Asgard running to where Eyepatch Odin is laying dying. And Eyepatch Odin tells him, blah, 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 protect the world from Loki, blah, 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 something about the Nine Realms. So I guess in this film, Loki is pretty much just Malekith trying to take over the Nine Realms. But 
you know, just not as epic of a storyline. But Thor, he can feel the power in him now. And he is angry because Loki killed his dad. And so Thor is going to use that anger. Because anger is his middle name. You know, I've... It took me this long to make a reference to John McHale Thor. (laughs) Which... Look him up. He's like this horrible heavy metal musician. And he has a song called Anger Is My Middle Name. And this is the perfect spot for me to bring up that reference. I just... It just came to me on the spur of the moment. I've gone through this entire film not even thinking of John McHale Thor. Like, I should think about him all the time. You should think about him all the time. Anger should be your middle name as well. I don't know if John McHale Thor ever used anger to save his family or something. Um... Although it makes me think like I watched a documentary on him and the funniest thing was they talked about his film Zombie Nightmare, which you should also see, but only watch the Mystery Science Theater 3000 version of it because it is a terrible movie. But they just, you know, his surprise at how bad the film came out because it had A-list Hollywood stars like Adam West and Tia Carrera. Which, this was, like, in the 80s. Maybe early 90s this film was made. But, you know, we're talking decades after the Batman show. And, come on, let's be honest. Adam West has not never did anything after the Batman show. Unfortunately, like, I do like Adam West. But this is, like, well after the Batman show, but before Family Guy resurrected his career. And then Tia Carrera, come on, she, (laughs) the level of her A-list stardom was Wayne's World and nothing else. So, so I'm pretty sure this film was just before Wayne's World. So I don't know what John McHale Thor was thinking in that this was going to be some big Hollywood blockbuster just because it starred Tia Carrera and Adam West. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, Anger is his middle name. So Thor is going to use that anger and kill Loki. So now that Thor has his memory back, he grabs Freya and uses his hammer to go flying up into the forest. But oh no, it's a trap. All the minion cops are around them. And Thor tells tells Freya to go run for safety. And meanwhile, the cops all start shooting at Thor. And Thor is just complete badass, swinging his hammer to hit every single bullet and, like, just hit the, go make the bullets flying back to kill the cops. Like, it's, you know what, this is actually kind of a scene of beauty in my mind. Because it's so cheesy, but so, like, kind of actually brilliant of having Thor to just kind of, using the hammer as a bat to kind of hit the bullets back, like, It's pretty cool. Um, If the minion cops were smart at all, they would have then started shooting at Freya. Because she does not have a hammer to bat the bullets back at them. 
After a while, Thor realizes that, you know, he's got the power of lightning. So he probably should use that because it'll be quicker to kill the enemies than just swatting away bullets with his hammer. Meanwhile, Freya is running and her boobs look amazing while bouncing. And don't blame me. This film decided to use the bla- the bla- the Baywatch slow motion running. And there's one re- reason that you would use the Baywatch slow motion running is because you want the audience to look at those boobs bouncing up and down. So don't blame me. Blame the director. Then Thor is still fighting the cops and he just straight up fucking murders one with his hammer by bashing the guy's head and just and it's like wow you do not see chris hemsworth thor doing that and chris hemsworth would probably look even more badass if he smashed someone's head in with a hammer then freya she's running and she finds her dad and she thinks okay i gotta save you dad let's get out of here but dad has become a minion himself Now, Thor comes running, and he's ready to save Freya, but unfortunately, her dad has a knife to her throat. And remember, her dad is being controlled by Loki, so, you know, he starts talking, but it's actually Loki talking. And he says that if Thor puts out, sets down his hammer, he'll let Freya go. And Thor does it because Thor is an idiot. And that is quite, like... A lot in the old legends, right? I know Hercules is an idiot. I don't remember if, like, Thor is really considered an idiot. But, and here he's an idiot because he trusts Loki. Like, oh, yeah, let me just do what Loki says and everything will be hunky-dory. Well, he puts on the hammer. Loki does appear before him. Or, actually, behind him. And stabs him. And... Keeps kicking him. (laughs) So he rolls. Like he's kind of like rolling Thor down. Back into like the sort of cave. Because it's like a big chasm. In the ground that leads to the cave. And he just keeps kicking Thor. So that he rolls over. And just keeps rolling until he falls into the cave. It's kind of amusing. I, I like it. Loki in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Keep that trick in mind. And then Loki steals the soul out of Freya. And then he points his sphere staff, his, yeah, his staff up to the sky, causing all these energy blasts to come flying down to Earth and attacking people and sucking their soul. And there's like only 10 minutes left in this film, which. You gotta grant there was pro- there's probably like three three minutes of credits, so we've got like seven minutes. I think Loki might have won. I, which you know what, if this movie had the balls to end with Loki winning, I would fucking nominate it for the greatest film of all time. And I don't know, it's it's gonna be a close one. Loki, he's so far he's winning. This is, like, gonna be, like, a big fucking, like, battle that Thor's gonna have to come back from. Can he do it? 
Sadly, we know he will. But I'm rooting for Loki. I am rooting for Loki here. Root for the underdog. You know, there's nothing to suggest that taking out Thor has in any way increased Loki's power. Which means he always had the ability to kind of just shoot these energy beams to control every person and turn them all into his minions. So why didn't he do that beforehand? I mean, was he just that worried that, like, Thor was going to stop him? Did he not know that Thor had absolutely no memory of who he was and was nowhere near his hammer and could do fuck all to stop him? You know, sometimes supervillains, they don't just realize the best course of action. And Thor, even though he's knocked out and knocked unconscious, he somehow manages to get the hammer to come to him. Or maybe the hammer itself is just a sentient being and sent itself to Thor. And in that case, the, Th- the hammer is a fucking asshole for not doing this earlier either. Like, you could have gone and lo- looked for Thor all along, but no. You just sat there being a hammer that no one but Thor could pick up. Not that anyone knew the hammer was there in the cave anyhow, but if they did, they would not be able to pick it up and bring it over to Thor. So Thor's got his hammer again, and he flies to some... I don't even know where Loki went. He's kind of like in some weird, like, dreary desert-type place. And Thor flies himself there, and it's the final battle. It's the final battle. And honestly, the fight scene isn't that bad. Not like the greatest fight scene I've ever seen, but it's not horrible. It's entertaining enough. And, you know, no points for guessing that Thor wins. Um, But he shoots a lightning bolt right through Loki that causes like a big fucking hole in Loki. And Loki falls to the ground and turns into ashes. And Thor destroys Loki's staff. Which, again, you will not see like Tom Hiddleston get a fucking like lightning bolt shot through him, leaving a big hole. So, in many ways, this Thor movie is better than anything the Marvel Cinematic Universe has given us. But in many, many more ways... It's absolutely fucking dreck and horribly worse. But now that Loki's dead, all the energy beams are gone, and humans have mental mental control of themselves once again. So now that everyone's free from Loki's mind control, um, Freya and her dad have a cheerful reunion, and Freya's sister, who may or may not be Frigg, I'm calling her Frigg. Friggin' sister. She wakes up from her coma. Which I don't fully understand, because it wasn't really Loki's mind control that put her in a coma. It was getting shot like 15 times, and the severe blood loss that put her in a fucking coma. So, I don't know, I guess Loki losing mind control healed her body as well? I don't know. And then... Thor and Freya are walking along the beach, and Thor decides he's going to stay down on Earth because, you know, there's just so much beauty 
by beauty he means Freya, and he just wants to bone Freya. I, I can read between the lines. And she's happy. I, however, am not happy because... Remember, Odin's fucking dead. Who is going to control Asgard now? Asgard needs a ruler. Thor, it's your birthright that you are now king of Asgard. You should go back there, bring Freya with you as your queen, and you can bring her family as well. And remember, she's fucking Freya. So she's secretly a goddess, right? I don't know. Film doesn't tell us. She just, I guess, is a coincidence that her name is Freya. And so the movie ends with them kissing. And one interesting thing. In the credits, he's not credited as Thor. He's credited as the Defender. And, I don't know, is this leading up to, like, a rip-off Defenders movie? I am, like, really fucking curious as to why he's not credited as Thor. Loki is credited as Loki. And, again, like, Thor being part of mythology from thousands and thousands of years ago, he's a public domain character. So it's not like they would have gotten sued. And again, like, the fucking title of the film is Thor. So why isn't he credited as Thor? Was he not Thor? I did not consider that before. Because I don't think at any point in the film he gets called Thor. My god, my mind is blown. So, that's why he doesn't go back to Asgard. He has no fucking birthright. He's not Odin's son. He's just a guy that saw Odin die. Um, yeah, I mean, Odin is called Odin in the film. So, why isn't he called Thor? Wow, I am like... I am just... I don't even have anything to say. Just. I don't know. Loyal, loyal listeners. If any of you out there know why Thor was not credited as Thor in the movie Thor. Let me know. Or I could like probably Google this myself. But I just want someone to write me. Just send me an email. Send me a letter. VelvetAl at Hotmail.com. Or leave comments on my comments page if you're doing this through YouTube. Just someone just let me know. Just let me know that you love me. By the way, because I'm fast forwarding to credits to see if there's an after credit scene. And there's this warning or disclaimer. Because, you know, the whole, like, you know, that based on anyone real disclaimers that every, like, movie has to give. Um, this is kind of interesting. Because they decided to throw, like, a joke. And as far as I can tell, I don't think there was jokes at all through the rest of the credits. I don't know, I fast forward it. But, you know, like, the Naked Gun movies always throw little jokes in the credits that kind of make you then sit through the credits. Um, but I'm going to read the disclaimer. 
All characters appearing in this work are fictitious, to the best of the author's knowledge. Any resemblance to real persons, living, dead, or otherwise, is purely coincidental, and like death and taxes, they'll just have to deal with it. And then it tells us, a storm is coming, God of Thunder. I don't know, is it telling us that there's a sequel planned? I hope so. I hope there is a sequel in which we learn, you know, why Thor isn't Thor. Why isn't he called Thor? And who's going to rule over Asgard? I don't know. If you know, please share the knowledge with the rest of us. And... Yeah, that was another wonderful installment of Velvet Owl Watches Movies, so you don't have to. Let me say it again, velvetowl at hotmail.com. Maybe if I keep repeating it, someone will finally email me their, their thoughts or, you know, suggestions for something to do in the future, future film. Where am I? I'm just rambling now because I don't care. You shouldn't care either. Yeah. I'll see you next time. And see you metaphorically, I mean, because I can't see you. You can't see me. You can hear me, and I can't hear you. I, I feel like this is a very one-sided affair. But I still love you anyhow.